This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. BetQL Network, Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Wednesday. Presented, of course, by BetMGM. Joining us right now on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line is Ben Brown of Pro Football Focus. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedrooms at GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Ben, so many big games. I mean, week 13, week 12 was a pretty good week, but week 13, the games itself, the matchups are incredible. Let's start with one. We're seeing some line movement, and the line is moving towards the Bengals in this Chiefs-Bengals game on Sunday in Cincinnati. Uh, one and a half are out there. It was two and a half. You just kind of dance between those numbers. Joe Burrow is playing a really high level, Ben. I mean, since you, you take out that week one, right, he struggled off the appendectomy, all those intercepts against the Steelers. I think his numbers are MVP worthy from week two on. What do you make of this matchup here with this, the uh, Chiefs heading to Cincinnati on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, this is this is definitely the stretch for the Cincinnati Bengals, right? I think from, you know, PFF's power rankings perspective, we have them with, you know, the most difficult remaining schedule in the NFL. And I also think, you know, going from or shifting kind of from the Tennessee Titans, who I would say are very much probably the most difficult, you know, rushing matchup uh, in football to now having to face off against the Kansas City Chiefs, who, you know, very much are, I would say, the best passing attack in football. It's a pretty dramatic shift or change, I would say, uh, on a one-week basis. So, I, I don't necessarily agree with the line movement. I do think it's kind of a reflection of, you know, optimism surrounding Jamar Chase. I do think he's going to be fully in the fold. But when I look around, I do think that, you know, this is kind of going to be the week that the Cincinnati Bengals secondary misses uh, Chidobia Wuzier. I think that, you know, who they have in their Cam Taylor Britt rookie cornerback has been really poor from a PFF grading perspective. I think he's like has allowed the 10th highest receiving yards allowed per coverage snap uh, since he started playing in week eight. That's the matchup that I do think Patrick Mahomes is going to uh, highlight and take advantage of and pick on, I would say, you know, almost every single passing play. So I like the Chiefs in this one a little bit. I'm going against the market a little bit here, uh, fading my Bengals a little bit. But uh, I think the Chiefs kind of show out here, and I do think Patrick Mahomes maybe solidifies, uh, you know, that MVP case that we're talking about here. I'm wondering if the market's doing a setup, you know? Anytime you get a shorter number on Patrick Mahomes after uh, losing twice last year to Cincinnati, uh, fascinating matchup. One of many games. Can't wait for. Uh, Congrats on your strong week uh, last week, week number 12. I saw in your PFF article, uh, in your market movers, you went a a perfect 3-0. So so can you talk about uh, what goes into that and uh, the sides that you're looking this week as far as uh, the, the market movers piece? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, that that piece specifically, uh, you know, kind of trying to identify, uh, you know, where the market is maybe going to uh, move to a little bit or shift based on either like injury news or I would say, uh, you know, a little bit of just like random sentiment. So I did say, you know, in that particular article for this week, like I do like the Chiefs, but I was at least, you know, somewhat expecting the market to move uh, in the Bengals direction. And I think you kind of, you know, touched on it, Joe. 
in that regard. Like the 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 outstanding question is like the Chiefs lost both matches against the Bengals last year, and I think people uh, are probably going to overvalue that a little bit when you look at this Kansas City Chiefs team. Like you know, losing Tyreek Hill and everything else, are they as good as they even were last year when they lost to the Bengals? And I think that is you know, somewhat still uh, a question. I think that Patrick Mahomes is playing at a better level than he was, and I think that he kind of is that trump card a little bit uh, in this regard. But um, I, I think that, you know, overall, um, specifically with that piece, like the, the idea is kind of to try and capture both, you know, the injury news, uh, uh, um, the injury news basically, and like kind of the sentiment coming out of, you know, the prior week in order to kind of judge, you know, where we're end up going to, we're going to probably end up landing uh, as far as some of these spreads are uh, in relation to where they open at, I would say. Ben, I want to stay in the AFC North because the Ravens are just a really weird team to figure out. They can't close out games. There's blowing leads and you can find them at like 16 to one to win the Super Bowl. I, I think those odds would be shorter if they weren't squandering these leads, but also for the division, they're obviously the favorites um, at minus 250, but knocking on the door are, are the Bengals. And does it seem like it could come down to this week 18 game against the Bengals for like who wins this division? And how do you rate this Ravens team? Yeah, I, I think I'm probably a little bit lower on them than, you know, where the betting market kind of, you know, currently projects them to be. But really easy schedule, I'd say, in comparison to the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think if you are, you know, a, a Bengals fan or a Bengals backer right now, like you kind of have to hope that that Week 18 matchup uh, is going to be, you know, for the division. Because I think leading up to that point, uh, the Bengals are going to have, you know, I would say a, a few slip-ups to the point where they might not even be, you know, in contention to win the division when when that Week 18 matchup is actually played. So I, I think from the Ravens' perspective, uh, they should be able to run away with it. But like you said, they are, you know, one of, if not the most perplexing teams uh, to handicap. I think a lot of it, from my perspective, is is the coverage unit, uh, once again, has been, I would say, okay and sound on a per-play basis. But, you know, very much has been susceptible to allowing some big chunk plays, you know, in the secondary. And if they do kind of fall behind, uh, I would say they still don't really have anybody outside of Mark Andrews uh, that's capable of winning like a one-on-one type match. But I think that makes, you know, the emphasis on what Lamar Jackson actually has to bring them, uh, you know, much more magnified every single week. So I think they maybe almost rely too much on their offensive production going through Lamar Jackson. I know that kind of sounds, you know, weird to say, but uh, I think if without, you know, the number one type wide receiver, you know, if they fall behind in games, it is really hard for them to catch up. And because of their secondary situation, uh, they've been doing that a lot more than what I would say even the betting market, you know, kind of has expected from them this year. Ben, let's talk about this game Sunday between the Dolphins and the 49ers. I can't wait. You know, Mike McDaniel against Kyle Shanahan and and really maybe the most electric offense in the NFL, one of the top two or three with Miami right now, 30 points a week, basically every week, against a defense, the 49ers, that literally hasn't allowed a point in the second half of a game for a month here. Something's got to give. When you look at that matchup, Miami, San Francisco, we're looking at about a three-and-a-half, four-point number right now with the Niners as the favorite uh, where do you land? Where do you, where, where, where do you lean in this matchup between Miami and San Francisco? Yeah, I think this, you know, this particular handicap, I think is very much based on how you evaluate Mike McDaniels, right? Cause I do think, you know, offensively, like you said, very much, I would say probably the best, if not the second best passing offense in the NFL. The question for this particular matchup is, you know, the, the, the matchup in the trenches with no Teron Armstead, how are they going to handle Nick Bosa? Are they going to have time to run a lot of these you know, RPO type option plays. Are they going to have a lot of time for Tua, you know, to get through 
all of his progressions with Nick Bosa, I would say, probably living in the backfield in the last situation. So I think with the right scheme, Miami can very much be successful and win this game outright. And I actually do think that, you know, Mike McDaniel very much has the capability to kind of put that in place and have this offense still be successful without Teron Armstead. But uh, I think that's maybe, you know, the, the key matchup from my perspective. And I also think the Dolphins specifically, you know, are still kind of trending uh, towards getting healthy, specifically in their secondary. But uh, they could have some trouble given, you know, the, the, the plethora of options that the 49ers now have in the passing game. Uh, and I think that's kind of the concerning part is, you know, if the San Francisco 49ers get up early uh, and the Dolphins are forced to pass quite a bit, uh, that could be, you know, pretty much lights out with Nick Bosa, uh, you know, very much, I would say, taking over that game. Ben, let's hit on uh, Bears Packers. So Aaron Rodgers comes out and he says that he plans on playing. Um, one thing we do know about Rodgers is he tells the truth 100% of the time. So I guess we, we've got to expect him out there. The line moved. It, it went from three to four. Uh, some spots opened it off, a soft opener, two and a half. Uh, but we're sitting at four right now. We don't know about fields. Uh, Mooney goes on IR, Eddie Jackson on injured reserve. Bears have a couple other defensive starters out or, or could be out. And, I mean, they're already last month, worst defense in the NFL. And uh, the Packers found a way to put up 33 on Philly on Sunday night. So, I mean, it's just overs keep hitting in Bears games, and it's a low total, too, in the 43 and a half. Do you just have to consider Packers in the over or what? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think so. And I definitely think, you know, with Justin Fields in the fold, obviously that's going to be, you know, a, a very much the way that the Bears are successful offensively. Uh, we saw, you know, Jalen Hurts basically completely tear apart, uh, you know, the, the Packers front seven, uh, you know, rushing for over 100 yards in the first half. I think we could see, you know, as long as Justin Fields is healthy uh, and, and feels like taking some shots in the running game, he very much should have similar success as Jalen Hurts did this week. And if that happens, uh, we're very much going to be on pace to go over 43.5. So I like that one quite a bit. It is, I, I would say the spread movement is a little bit perplexing because it did seem at least yesterday that, you know, the Justin Fields initial news was probably positive and trending towards him playing. So the fact that it went kind of against the Bears uh, is almost causing me a little bit of, you know, concern or pause as far as like wanting to play anything on the spread until that news kind of solidifies a little bit here. But I don't know. I, I think, you know, this is this is kind of uh, Rogers' last stand in a lot of ways, right? Like he has very much, you know, owned the Bears for the last couple of seasons. If he, uh, I would say, struggles once again in this game, uh, it's very much, I would say, Jordan Love time in Green Bay. But if not, you know, uh, I still think they should maybe go toward him towards the end of the season, even if Aaron Rodgers, you know, starts this game and potentially, you know, wins and covers for the Packers. Ben, I'm really looking forward to this game. A battle of the number ones. Um, the Eagles offense ranks number one in rush offense DVOA. Titans defense ranks number one in rush defense DVOA. Um, we saw this at six and a half on Monday, now down to five and a half. And I mean, Mike Rabel's got the Titans 21 and seven, 75% ATS as underdogs um, of three or more points. So who do you like in this matchup? Yeah, I, I, I think the spread is maybe just a little bit too wide for uh, the, the Titans still. I do think that, you know, given the way in which both these teams are going to approach this game, it's going to be kind of a grind on the ground, right? Those, you know, low volume of uh, offensive plays. I do think we're going to see, you know, the, the Tennessee Titans very much focused on stopping Jalen Hurts in the running game. Maybe that leaves them susceptible to some big plays in the passing game. But uh, until that actually happens, I'm leaning probably – 
still on the under a little bit. And I do think the Titans are probably going to play plus five and a half, but I'm in agreement with you. This is, uh, you know, I would say a fascinating matchup between two teams that uh, I would say are going to take very similar approaches uh, to how they're both going to try and move the football, uh, but also stop the opposing team's offense as well. Ben, Giants and the Commanders on Sunday is a really big game in the NFC. I mean, these two teams are going to play twice in the next three weeks. Um, now, they both could make the playoffs, but there's a chance that only one of these two teams makes the playoffs, and they kind of knock each other out. I find the number on this game really interesting. Giants are two-and-a-half-point home underdogs. Extra rest off of what, you know, their Thursday game on Thanksgiving. The Commanders are playing well, but it's winning, I should say. It's not like they're scoring a lot of points. I mean, they're not putting up a lot of points with Taylor Heineke. They're just winning these games. I'm tempted to take the Giants getting points at home with extra rest in a division game. What's your look on this? Commanders minus two and a half on the road against the Giants. Yeah, this one's this one's tough, right? I do think, you know, quantifying what Taylor Heineke has been able to do or kind of how he has been able to arrive at so many victories uh, is one of the more perplexing questions that we've, we've dealt with this season. I still don't have any sort of uh, even good answer or even any answer to it. So, I'm, I'm, I'm almost inclined to still just ride with Washington. I know it doesn't make a ton of sense, but uh, I still think, you know, the, the Giants are going to be back and a little bit more healthy from their Week 11 uh, game that kind of saw them, you know, completely destroyed from an injury perspective. But I still think they have some weakness both in, you know, the pass-catching unit and also along the offensive line. And I think Washington's probably going to, uh, you know, be able to dominate the trenches with their front four that has been very good. Maybe we finally see Chase Young back in the fold this week as well. So I like the commanders here. This is... Uh, you know, a very weird, you know, scheduling quirk for the Washington specifically. And kind of like you said, uh, I think if Washington handles business here, you know, having the week off with the Giants having to face the Eagles uh, and then facing off against the Giants again like that, that sets up for, um, you know, a pretty big edge from the Washington Commanders perspective. And I think that's going to be the reason why, you know, they end up in the playoffs uh, and the Giants are on the outside looking in. Deshaun Watson's first game in two years on the road, touchdown favorite against his former team. Do you think this is bettable? Uh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. No. I, I, if, it was, if I was in a bet anything, I would be on the under. Um, I don't, it's, it's, it, it's, a, it's definitely a pass for me in every, sort of, in every sense of the word. I don't think Kyle Allen's going to have much success you know, against the Browns uh, defensively, but uh, I do think we could see a pretty slow start to Cleveland Browns, you know, offense as well. So I'm on the under, don't love anything from a spread perspective. It's a, uh, it's a spot that, uh, you know, I think is probably best to be avoided on Sunday. Yeah. Is there anything else that you do love um, that we haven't touched on for this week? Uh, I'll go back to it. I know you guys, uh, you know, not Minnesota. Big fans, but I do think, the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> minus three uh, against the the Mike White hype train a little bit. I, I like the Vikings here. Um, I, I think, you know, everyone's kind of baking into this expectation of, you know, they're, they've been winning in these kind of random ways, had a lot of luck plays, everything else, very much the New York Giants uh, of the early part of the season. But, um, you know, it's working. I do think they have the better quarterback in this particular matchup. And I also think some of those variables are very much baked into this current spread right now. So give me the Vikings minus three. Uh, I'll go back to the well one more week. I maybe got lucky with the cover against the New England Patriots, but uh, either way, it, it pays uh, all the same from my perspective. So <laughs> Good stuff, Ben. We appreciate you hopping on. Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus on the GetMyPhoenix.com. Guests on the Phoenix Day Revolutionary Technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. we got a whole bunch to do on the show, including some NBA stuff, big picture 
in the NBA. We'll look at tonight's card as well uh, with the league as a whole right now. And we'll get to NFL season-long stat leaders. Josh Jacobs has taken over the lead. Yards from scrimmage, rushing leader. We'll get to it all right here on the Beck All Network.